yourselves to the people once again. They missed you, man. Boom, bang. I'm in the house. <laughs> um, all right. I know it's been a while, but let's be real. At the beginning of the year, we kind of saw these two teams being in here regardless. However, what we kind of saw the these four teams being in there together. We didn't see it the way it was supposed to happen, though. Yeah, we it's did kind not. Dramatically, I mean, it, it was kind of not the way you felt like you should have. Felt like you got cheated a little bit. Yeah, a little. But, but interesting story that came out today. Before we break into these games, how the hell did a GM turn into Kevin Durant? <laughs> uh, uh, you know what the the GM should be Kevin Durant because I would more believe a GM should play these kind of games other than a player a, a, a player shouldn't really have burner accounts per se a GM can have the burner accounts because he has more to gain yeah. I, I don't know what players got, got to gain from burner accounts other than getting your, your feelings out there without any type of repercussions. But she's still going to get exposed. I don't know how come Colangelo don't think he, he's not going to get exposed if this is true. Well, to make sure that everybody catches up on the story, um, Brian Colangelo, the GM appointed by the NBA, uh, who's the GM of the, the 76ers, he decided to pull a Kevin Durant and have another Twitter account to go against people on Twitter or put out stories and he had five burner accounts. One he admitted that he kept just to spy on people and that was it. However, story came out a couple of minutes ago that it could be Brian Colangelo's wife behind the other burner accounts. Now he gonna throw his woman under the bus? What a dirtbag. <laughs> well... It's not what he said. The people who oh. investigated this found a number ending in 9-1, which linked her to the three other burner accounts, which leaves one as the mystery. Crazy. But I have to Let say, according to Deadspin. Let me ask you something. Because, uh, <laughs> how, 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 how old is Brian Colangelo? He's in his 50s. He's in his 50s. But you're, so his you're a wife, general manager. Even if you're 39, you should still know better. What the hell? But, but I'm just saying, his wife is what? In her what? I assume 50s, but I don't nah, have no nah. idea. Yeah, we're, we're going to say 30s because, you know, that, that's, how, that's how executives roll. But, True. <laughs> but, <laughs> hell even no. If it's, even if got, it's his wife, I tell he you still what, should be she, fired. No, nah, if she's young... She ain't got no damn time to be posting on no burner accounts on social media um, for him in, in relation to sports. She got her own thing going on. And if she's older, she don't know a goddamn thing what to do. So get out of here. Get out of here. He signed up for them things under his wife's number. He did it. Uh, I think so, too. But even if she did... Um... Yeah, it's still going to fall on you. Sorry. Yeah, he's going to fall on you. Because how are you, how you going to come out and say, oh, my wife did it? Really? No. 
I really, I, I, all I want to know is what was said. What was said and to who? So I can have jokes for the entire week. Oh, you mean during their conversation between husband and wife? No, 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 no. I want to know what was said on these burner accounts okay, in relation yeah. to players. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, yeah, folks, I know we're going to get to the, the conference finals and we're going to get into the NBA finals. It's just this story that hit you, like, right away today. Um, we're recording this on, on the 30th of May. So, like, you're hearing this story and it's like WTF is going on. <laughs> you understand? So, uh, excuse me if this sounds kind of crazy. In a week no, where in a week where Pusha T is trying to kill Drake lyrically, and <laughs> I think he's Roseanne killed her own show lyric, uh, you know. I I, I think first of all, first of all, I think Pusha is almost succeeding in that. Let, let me just add that, and yeah. and and Roseanne did succeed in that, even yeah. though I, I kind of like the show. The show the show actually relaunched and it was actually kind of good, but. Yeah, you, you know what? I kind of felt the same way, but I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. W- once you once you throwing them words out there, yeah, y- yeah, you, gotta, you, you can't gotta get you can't your racist behind out of here. Sorry, but yeah, 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 you can't you can't pull back them captions. Anyway, uh, back back to the um. She should have had burner accounts. <laughs> 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 anyway, back back to Colangelo, right here. Um, bro, isn't it funny how? Sam Hinkie was run out of the team, and Brian Colangelo picked Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum is killing. And if you had Sam Hinkie still under the reins in the 76ers, I still have a feeling they would have been in the same position they're in now, and they might have beat Boston. You know what? I'll go as far as to say they would have beaten Boston if they had Jason Tatum instead of Marco Fultz. Yeah, because Hinky would have drafted someone that can score. You know, even though Fultz could score, but he'd have drafted a big man. He'd have went after either Tatum or Josh Jackson. Yeah, and either one of them would have been better at Fultz at this point, even though Fultz didn't play like a complete bum near the end of the season having a couple of triple doubles, but... He didn't. He, he didn't, wasn't no but, damn Jason Tatum. Sorry. No, he wasn't no Jason Tatum, and he also collided with Joel Embiid, and you know that. Yeah, that. screwed his face up. Yeah, he messed his <laughs> face up. But you know what? I, I tell you what. Um, we don't know if Jason Tatum would have been Jason Tatum, um, if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward was there. So we don't know really the kind of player Jason Tatum is until until these two guys, you know, actually come back. And let's see. And there is Brad Stevens, who is the amazing coach in the league. Yeah, I I think Jason Tatum is even better than the sample that we got from him this year. Probably. So so you you wait till next year comes along. It's going to be ridiculous for Boston. But, but, but yeah, um, yeah, Colangelo, Colangelo, no, he messed up on that pick. That's why he needed a burner, a burner (laughs) account. So you can talk trash. Uh, I'm going to get away from Colangelo at this point just to get to the actual games. Unless he gets fired within this podcast, then, you know, then I'll go back on him. But uh, You're going to get fired, and then they're going to rehire Sam Hinkie. Boy, yeah, they're going to have to pay John Elway because he decided to join uh, the, the Broncos as an assistant. 
Yeah. Which is interesting. <laughs> but but is I very... think he would welcome a, a, a trip back to the NBA. I don't I know think... if he'll go to the 76ers, though. But he'll welcome a trip back to the NBA, in my opinion. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. But um, let's start off with the main game. The main series, I guess. The one that was supposed to be more competitive, but both of these series went seven uh, with the West. And when the series started, I felt Warriors were going to win in five. They probably would have went one in five if Iguodala didn't get hurt. I mean, even Steve Kerr said it. When, (laughs) when, uh, what's the name? Um, Mike D'Antoni decided to say, you know, if we had Chris Paul, we would have won a series. Well, of course he would have well, while Iggy was out. But it didn't he's, happen that way. But, but uh, he's right. Yeah, he he's, is right. But he's it, right. But Steve Kerr is what. right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The last game, Boston, they, the Warriors did not beat Houston. Houston beat themselves. And when you look at the stat sheet and you go, Trevor Ariza actually did not score a bucket. Not one bucket. Yeah. Zero points. And he went 0 for 9. They lost by 10. If he would have made just three stinking shots, just three shots for Trevor Ariza, just, it would have changed the entire game. Two things, two things to say about that, Rich. One, the team missed a historic 27 threes in a row. Yes. That's true. The other thing, Draymond Green said the game plan was to let him shoot because they're going to get tired. And during the game, every third quarter, the Warriors dominated because they knew that they will get tired playing that way. And it's that, that part is Mike D'Antoni's fault. But it's always been his fault. He always does this. So there's nothing new to that. The only thing that he changed was he, they actually decided to play defense. Maybe next year he'll be like, oh, my guys got too tired. So I'm not going to play any defense anymore. Well, maybe next year Trevor Ariza won't be on the team. But, but I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Houston, Houston was really one guy scoring away from making these finals. And it, it, it's a shame that they got this far and to lose like this. And D'Antoni saying if they had Chris Paul, they would have won the series. He's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. He's 100% absolutely right. I agree um, with I, that. I, I also agree with Steve Kerr saying if Iggy Dalla was healthy, they would have won in five. Because those two close games in game four and game five, yeah. um, Iggy Dalla would have at least gave him some kind of defense in the end. Yeah, I agree with that too. And coming off the bench, he's the team's third leading assist guy which i didn't see coming until i looked at the stats i'm like oh crap he's uh he's passing the ball like this like all right fine i mean somebody on the team isn't really holding their end of the bargain as the starter um i guess that would be kd (laughs) oh jesus he's on the he is he's holding his end of the bargain which is the score yeah i know i know Uh, and and he's the team's only ISO player, so I mean, I mean, Steph could be an ISO player if he wanted to. He could he, be, he but doesn't. He plays too unselfishly for that to happen. Yeah, 
but but that's perfect. That's exactly what they need because it, it doesn't it the the ball movement on Golden State is so fluid. For Steph to be Steph, the ball needs to be moved around. Yeah, you know, uh, un- unless unless he starts to feel himself, and then he could just fire at will whenever he wants to. You know, when Steph, when a confident Steph Curry is a dangerous Steph Curry. When, so. when Steph Curry gets hot, I can't, like, he's, like, top three of guys you're just scared to death when they're hot in league history. Yeah. Just, just, just from the standpoint of when this guy is hot, you feel like your team can do nothing. You're just stuck. And you're just watching like, oh, crap, he's shooting from like half court again. There's nothing yeah. we could do. And you, you get mad at the shimmies and you're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> what I do feel it? bad for Chris Paul, though, because Chris Paul, like, he played his heart out, man. No, he did play his heart out. And what was it? Was game four? Um, game five, he got down. hurt. Yeah, they were down by how many points? What, like 15 um, to the Rockets and they just come back. But this is this is what Golden State does. Yeah. This is why you can't turn off the TV when you watch a Golden State when when you watch the Golden State's Warriors play. Um, well, you can if they're going to be up by 30, which I expect to be in the next round. But If they're up, you can turn off the TV, but if they're down, it doesn't matter. They could come back. Well, it's funny cuz uh game 2 was a little different. <laughs> game 2 was a low blow and then uh Game three was back and forth, and game four, well, no, game three was a blowout, but game four was was back and forth, and game five was back and forth. Um, those close games, I thought the Warriors would have won that, but, I mean, we'll see. Like, the thing about the Warriors is they need all their pieces working at the same time, and when all their pieces are working healthy, they are un- unstoppable. But once there's a slight little crack like you see trouble and you see them being vulnerable. Mm. I agree with you. I agree with you, but there is some vulnerability in this Warriors team and the Rockets exposed that with the last series. Uh I I, I really want to see Steph get if Steph gets back into his groove and stays there and we see the real Steph Curry could really come out in the next series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that that changes everything for me. Cause then then I'm gonna say, oh, this is a complete sweep. <laughs> but 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 Steph looked a little shaky during these series, and the only person I I felt like was well, two people I felt like was on it was Clay, and um and KD, um in terms of scoring. Uh, but. But I want to bring up one more point. God, James Harden is soft as shit. <laughs> uh, like I, 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 I thought, and, and I'm and I'm one of the biggest yes. James Harden fans. Yes, come to the, the dark side, of James course. Jamie Softin, love James Harden. I love James Harden. I think Softin. I think he's top. Softin. I think he's top ten. I think he's top five. But after these series. Top five, I'm like nah. What, I'll put you top ten. Today? Yeah, okay. I, I wow. It's <laughs> your team needs you in the final five minutes, and you can't show up. And it, it, it 
it, not necessarily they need you offensively, but at least play some defense. God damn. God damn. Like, he is, he is, red, he's perfect on the Rockets because red is the perfect color for him. He <laughs> looks like a matador because that, that's the kind of defense he plays. I, I, I've been, I, I was watching him every single game, every single game, and just, just wow, just so soft. You, so you know, here's the like thing. a teddy bear. Here's the thing about James Harden. I can't stand James Harden's game only because he should be playing different in the playoffs. He should. I don't like players who play a little differently than they do in a regular season. However, James Harden plays exactly the same way he does in the regular season. Um... His game, you know, he manipulates people into fouls. And he in does. playoffs, they barely call fouls, which is why in the playoffs, he always struggles. Always struggles. Especially especially when they're in a tough spot. And I believe in this series, they would have won this series had James Harden... Played a little bit tougher. Now, yeah. I'll say this. It's one thing if you're missing shots. It's another thing if you're always doing it in the fourth quarter. Because it wasn't just game seven where, you know, you threw up 30, but it was okay. You needed a superstar performance. Like, game four, fourth quarter didn't show up. Game five, fourth quarter didn't show up. Chris Paul saved you twice. Chris Paul saved that man twice. If he didn't do that, this series would have been over. That's why I felt yeah. bad for Chris Paul because Chris Paul is the pit bull that James Harden needed to be. And it's funny. James Harden played the best defense I've ever seen him play in my life. I didn't know mm -hmm. he was capable of doing that. But the fact that he actually <laughs> did that, the fact that he actually did that made me hate him more because I'm like, you can do that more often. Why the hell yeah, don't you play yeah. defense like that a little bit more often instead of like, ah, I don't care, what the hell? You know, and, and that's, that's I, I don't care was a term I heard him use during one of the, the press interviews. I think it was, um, I think it was right before, I think it was right after game five, they were asking him something about his shooting woes, and he said, who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Oh, James, the hell do you mean, James, who cares? You, if, if you don't play defense, you, you, you can't shoot, then the hell are you? Like a statue. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, James Harden is the most important player on that team. I, I'm not getting it twisted. I think James Harden is a hell of an NBA player. Uh, matter of fact, he, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, sure, whatever. Chris Paul is Chris Paul is like the step to that team. They must resign Chris Paul. They don't they have a choice. They, I think Chris Paul would actually sign back because one, he couldn't stand the Warriors even when he was on uh, on the Clippers. Two, I disagree with you with James Harden being the most important person on the team. Because it's clearly Chris Paul, the most important person on the team. 
James Harden is the better player, like Kevin Durant is the better player than Steph Curry on the Warriors. But if you don't run the offense through Chris Paul, you see what happens. Just like the Warriors, they were struggling when they did not run the ball through Steph Curry. And when they decided to do so, you saw a difference. Steph Curry in Game 7 had Klay Thompson in foul trouble. They were down by a bunch of points. And he decided, okay, I'm bringing the team back. He brought this team out of here. Yeah, Durant had his points. Durant, you know, he will shoot those. He will shoot those impossible shots. And like, oh, my God, how did he do that? And it didn't matter because when they weren't coming back until Steph got hot. Right. When Steph got hot, you're like, uh-oh. Could be series over here. And there's nothing you could do. Um, I want to say more about this series. Like, I don't know, Mike D'Antoni, why don't you play more than seven guys? Uh, I mean, I've been... That's the reason why I hated Mike D'Antoni. Two reasons. He don't believe in defense, which, ironically, his team played great defense. Mike D'Antoni, this is the best coach series he's ever had. And he still screwed up. Because... Once you play defense like that, you need to play more players. Agreed. There's no excuse for Joe Johnson to sign to that team, and then he barely sees the court. He gave you five good minutes, and he should have played more. I don't know about that. Um, Joe Johnson, I don't think Joe Johnson would have been that much of a difference maker. But he was a but, difference maker last year with Utah. I mean, what the hell? He he's not. Yeah, but it's a, he's a year older, and 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 against this Golden State team, no. I mean, he 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 got on he got on the floor against Steph, and Steph made him barbecue chicken, and that was it. It was over. <laughs> you know, it, it was it, it. He 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 got on the court and and got his little him time, and no, he, he showed that he's a year older. He ain't he ain't the the ISO Joe that he used to be, and I don't think he's kept himself prepared. And plus, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest Joe Johnson fan, so he's he's another one. Okay, I mean, I'm not sure. I completely agree with that, but one thing I, I am sure of: Mike D'Antoni never liked Joe Johnson, so expecting him to be on that team and using him. Was a stretch to begin with, because Joe Johnson left Phoenix because Mike yeah, D'Antoni didn't want to use him. Exactly, Joe Joe Johnson was on that Phoenix team with D'Antoni. Well, oh well, I mean, that's what Joe Johnson gets. He went to the guy who traded him and expect him to use him in, in an important spot. So that's on him. I mean, who looked more like chicken, Joe Johnson or Ryan or Ryan Anderson? Oh, and Anderson. Them? No, 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 no. When when you want to have a conversation about Ryan Anderson, the person that looks more like barbecue chicken is the entire Houston Rockets organization for not utilizing the twenty-two million dollar guy on your roster. Yeah, that too. Um, that's there you that's go. on them. <laughs> I mean, Clint Capella played his heart out. Um, he's going to get a lot of money. I'm not sure if it's going to be from uh, Houston, so we'll see what happens there. But oh, he ain't going to get all that money. 
He might get a Mozgov deal and get like 16.5 for the next five years, but he ain't getting all that money. Well, he might. So there's always a desperate team out there. There's always a desperate team out there. Yep, so Most definitely. There will be teams with money who might throw him a little bone there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's talk to the other game. Uh, your GOAT, LeBron James, doing it to the Boston Celtics and... You know something? I thought the Celtics were going to win this series from like game four on until it got to a game seven. Once it got to a game seven, I thought the Cavs were going to win regardless because I wasn't sure how those young guys would perform in the end. And Terry Rozier looked shook. Marcus Morris looked shook. Horford played okay-ish. Jason Tatum looked a little shook, but he shook off the cobwebs, and then he got it, He got rolling. But it just wasn't enough, and you felt bad for that team because if Kyrie was there, they were definitely getting the championship. They were Kyrie definitely getting there, to a this, championship. This wouldn't have went to seven. Nope, it wouldn't have. This wouldn't have went to seven if Kyrie was there. Because um, Boston lost a lot of close games, so it's. If it's not you... even just the close games, it's just how you react in the end. Man, the end of games is just so different. Um, LeBron is so great that when you have a young team playing like that, he knows their putty in his hands. Like, he could just. Mold him and make him do whatever he wants. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing you could do when you have a young team like that and you're not sure how you're gonna get around it. The only chance that you gave him was because you had um, Brad Stevens on the other side coaching these guys up, and you're seeing the best out of Terry Rozier. You cannot. He can't have a better year. I. 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 Unless he's really a star I cannot see him having a better year than he had at the end when um Kyrie got hurt and he had to take over because it feels like he never missed a step just getting this far Terry Rozier getting his contract in he's just trying to add another zero but I tell you what it 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 looked regardless of what him working this hard these playoffs Really looks good on him. And this was the player, because remember the last podcast we had, I, I kind of mentioned Terry Rozier. And yeah, he did. I, 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 I kind of saw that this could be the Terry Rozier that burst out these playoffs because he actually wasn't bad during the season. And especially around the last 20 games or so, he really started to burst out and become... The offensive leader of this team. The catalyst. Yeah. And I I felt that Rozier would have really, really, really stepped it up in this series and, and started scoring 28, 29-point games, which kind of did, you know? But, again, when you got that man on the other side of the ball. Yes, you're king. It's yes. over. You're king. The yes. king. The king. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're king. I, I get it. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know what? I just you know what? what? Have it, it your. 
Have it your way, man. <laughs> I'm just saying what it is, man. It's, it's not no no shade. It's just you know, um, I get it. Like nobody could score. I mean, that game was a 87 to 79 game. Like everybody just seemed a little, a little shook, a little tense. I mean, it was just LeBron. Because it was scoring thirty, and the next person getting like nineteen or something. Because yeah, <laughs> no, Jeff Jeff Green got nineteen. Yeah, and 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 you, you see, and that's the thing. But really great players, and and uh, I put Harden in there, and I'll use him as an example. Really great players score. They great scorers score. That's that's what they do. But a great overall player understands what what. What is needed to win? And LeBron understood what is needed to win. He, he damn well knew he did not have a team to go in there and go blow for blow with this Boston team. Otherwise, they'd have lost. So he managed the game. And the entire game was managed by LeBron. This is just, wow. Just, just friggin' greatness. I, I don't care what nobody says. Well, I mean, of course it's greatness. Like, who's who's denying that it's greatness? I mean, he dictated what was going to happen in the yeah, game, he, during he the game, and then it happened. During so the game. During the game. But, I mean, the... Yeah, he shot 50% oh, from the floor. Um, yeah. I mean, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, and uh, yep. 35 points. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I tell you what. When I used to play ball... On the playground, and I know my team's about to lose. The one thing I did was say, you know what? I'm going to pick the biggest guy on the other team and just run down and jump up and just throw it on him. I'm going to win the highlight game. (laughs) And ain't nobody talking about this flush that Jason Tatum did on LeBron. Because I'm he lost. Tell you <laughs> it was that amazing, was but it was sad. because he lost. Like if he did that, if he did that, and they made the finals, like what would have happened was that play would have lived on forever. I mean, it still might live on forever, just like how the Starks play on Jordan lived kind of forever, even though yeah, the but, Knicks but, lost that series. But you see, that's a that that to me. Is suspect. Jordan is all the way on the bottom. Hey, I mean, I'm He's just telling Grant. you how the picture looked. The picture, the picture on the poster looked different. I get it. I get it. I get it. Even you better. Know, I, you're right because Jordan better. never got dunked on like that. Exactly. Exactly. This is even better because LeBron had full extension right up on Jason, and Jason went ah, <laughs> blah, right yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing. Yep, that, that happened. Was... That was your king. That's all right, long <laughs> king, but the king got dunked on. He got dunked on. But that's all right. I'm a I'm a I'm an NBA fan first. NBA fan first. So it, if if something crazy happens and I like it, all right. I'm a I'm a, I'm a dwell on it. I'm a dwell on it. But but that was that 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 was what's up. That's wow. Yeah, I mean, look if I looking at the looking at the game seven, like I'm kind of happy that we got two game sevens. Um, oh, and the I'm, funny thing about the game sevens going into it, 
I kind of had, I kind of felt a little confident that Golden State would win because they had no CP. But the fact that Boston was kind of like the wild card because he wasn't sure if they would actually pull it off, even though Kevin Love didn't play. And, you know, Kyrie's no longer on the team. And the fact that Boston didn't even have Kyrie to play with them kind of feels a little different. Uh, But just the fact that they pulled it off, I can't even say they. He pulled it off because he, yeah. he, he they, they yeah, didn't he have did much. It. They didn't have much of a team, and we're back to the fourth straight finals. The first time it happened in all uh, four major sports in the states. I mean, it. We know the Warriors are going to win unless you get some injuries. I mean, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened in uh, 2016. The Warriors got some injuries, and then, you know, that ruined their greatest of all time season. Mm. But, I mean, the the first year, LeBron should have won, but Kyrie ripped up his knee, and then, you know, it just wasn't the same series. So, the one thing that I'm, I hated about what happened against these two teams, the fact that KD went there and Kyrie left... I, we never got to see who would actually win between the Warriors with Draymond, Clay, and Steph versus Kevin Love, LeBron, and Kyrie. I think the Warriors would have won. But that's something we never got a chance to see. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree 100%. I with wish you. I got a chance to see that. That's what makes this series starting Thursday so blah. Because yeah, you kind of feel like you already know what's going to happen. Exactly, because because you got you got friggin' um what 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 was his name? The you got the Pride Troopers. <laughs> what? <laughs> versus versus um fucking yeah, Hamptons Five. No, no, the accelerated Goku. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're like, you really don't know what's gonna happen. Oh God, you don't know what's gonna. Let me tell you something. It, Cleveland might get one in, but if Golden State comes in healthy, um, even though Iguodala is out for Game One, yeah, but, he's out for but, Game One. I here's the funny thing. You almost know how people are gonna react to this series. LeBron wins the game. Oh my God! Look what he did. Oh my goodness! He's the go. He's the greatest of all time. Then they lose four out of the next five. Oh my God! You see, this is why he isn't Michael Jordan. Oh, this is why. Uh, da da da. Having the same conversation every single day. Every single day. You could look on social media and literally have a Michael Jordan, LeBron James conversation every single day of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, every game that happens, it's a troll session against who's a big LeBron fan and who's a Warriors fan. Oh, this team's soft. But we kind of know we know what's going to happen. It's like you going into the movies and watching like. The Fast and the Furious series. 
you already know Dom is gonna be racing somebody. And uh Paul Walker is not alive anymore. <laughs> I mean like you, you have the rock there, but it's not the same. I kinda messed that up a little bit. I kinda messed that reference up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but but the luster is gone. When Paul Walker left, the luster is gone. When Kevin Durant arrived, the luster is gone from the series. It's just gone. Boston would have had a chance in this series. They still would have lost, but they would have had a chance if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were healthy. They would have a legit shot at beating this Warriors team because Brad Stevens knows what the heck he's doing. He knows how to guard Kevin Durant. And this team's always giving them a little trouble. And Kyrie always plays tough with Steph. And it's a show when those two guys play against each other. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I do feel kind of robbed in some type of way. Um, I, I don't think George Hill is gonna lock down stuff in any type of way and I don't I don't think Yeah, he ain't gonna do much, man. Yeah, George Hill couldn't lock down Terry Rose and Marcus Smart. So it, it, it's it's like we'll I can't even say we'll see what happens. Matter of fact, I'm I'm kind of anticipating the podcast that we record when we talk about next year what's gonna happen to this Cleveland team. Um You can talk this. about that now. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see this like on, on, honestly, there's already bets in Las Vegas to see where LeBron is going. Philadelphia 101, 101 to O odds or whatever, 150 odds for LeBron to get to Philadelphia, and then yeah, this story breaks out, which is interesting. Yeah, uh huh. So interesting. Yeah, hey, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Cleveland put that out there when they saw those odds. <laughs> Cleveland donned out Jerry Colangelo. Well, Jerry, Jerry's son. Jer, Jerry's the guy with with all the sense in there. Brian isn't oh, a bad Brian's GM, but, um, I mean, it's his pops who gets all the respect. I mean, his pops is Don Corleone, you know? So, <laughs> I... I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. But there's only... The, he could go to Philly. If Boston had money, he would go to Boston. Well, actually, uh, Boston has... I don't know how the salary cap situation is looking like. But next year, they're, Boston's in the middle of the pack. They're literally number 15 in salary cap payroll. So yeah. I don't know. Well, no, actually, they're 15 this year. Um, next year they go up to th- they're like 10th, but uh, that's just with um, salaries mixing around and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna have the money. You're gonna have like teams like the Lakers. Philly is down to 44 million. My God, Philly could do so much work. Um, I mean, he's not going to go to teams like Dallas, Chicago, Sacramento, Atlanta, Indiana. I mean, you could say Houston, but I think the way the salary cap works, and they're, they're going to be at $87 million next year. You can't sign that, and then Paul, and then Capella. It's going to look 
pretty damn weird if you try to put all those numbers together. And I doubt LeBron is going to take any discounts for nothing. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I, I really don't want to get into the big conversation about the where LeBron is because it, it, it has to be a really, really in-depth conversation because it's not just about LeBron. It's about all the other free agents that's also becoming free agents for next season. Yeah, like uh, uh, also, Paul George. Paul George. Uh, of course, we already mentioned uh, Chris Paul. I mean, DeMarcus Clint Capella Cousins. is a free agent. So if you have LeBron James coming there, most likely you won't have Clint Capella joining the team. They're probably mm-hmm. going to have to find a way to get rid of Ryan Anderson. Uh, I mean, Kevin Durant's a free agent. I mean, I doubt he'd leave. Um, well, Ryan Anderson's contract will be movable because it will be on the final year. Well, um, you thought it would have been movable now and somebody used no, a stress no, provision no. It's, it's or something. Not, it's, it's not movable now because then you, you kind of hinder um, teams um, from planning. You know, you, you want to keep their salary cap kind of flooded so that they can't sign anybody else, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's true. And that's why the, the Knicks were at least smart in not trading for Ryan Anderson's contract. Oh, yeah, you know? they said by, by no – they weren't going to do it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny? Let's say the Knicks did that and Melo was in this series. I think they still yeah. lose. Oh, hell yeah, they still lose. I don't even think D'Antoni would have used them much. I agree with you. Like, he he probably would have looked at him and said, you know what, the hell with Melo. I'll go without him. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, by the way, I, I said the Warriors in five because I'm very generous. I think it's a sweep. But I thought yeah. the same thing last year. And it, it should have been a sweep, but I think the Warriors got bored in game four. I agree. So I uh, think I, the same thing will happen this year like it did last year. No change. Yeah, no change. No uh, change. Yeah. Um, no. Go back to free agency. I'm just going to give you the top 10 free agents. Um, KD, I think he's going back. LeBron, Paul George, Chris Paul, DeMarcus Cousins, Clint Capella, DeAndre Jordan, Aaron Gordon. He's restricted. Uh, Julius Randle's restricted. Jabari Parker's restricted. And Isaiah Thomas, Tyreek Evans, Zach Levine. Now, now I, I, I will say about four out of ten of those players is going to stay where they are. But for six of them, they're gone. And you, you even mentioned LeBron. Did you? Yeah, he has a player option. He's oh, most yeah, likely he, going to opt out. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 you see, that's 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 my point. You have so many other players that's moving around. LeBron is the kind of guy, and during free agency, he usually picks a spot around early July. You know. Yeah. So I mean, he always he usually jumps up and he makes his decisions early. So that he can attract other free agents to come to play wherever he is. But and, and and that's another point. Why isn't free agents jumping to go play with LeBron? Like they used to. Like they used to, yeah. I mean I mean to me, other than when he first entered into the league and joined Cleveland, this is one of the worst teams he's been on. It is one of the worst, but 
because Kevin Love is on this roster, it's it not as bad as the Eric Snow, Larry Hughes one. Oh, that one was god awful. I'm sorry. Like, J.R. Smith is better than any one of those guys they have there. So is George Hill. Don't forget. And so is Tristan Thompson. Like, I'm sorry. That team was straight ass cheeks. Like, it was nothing. (laughs) They were sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that 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 was straight garbage. The whole team was straight garbage. Yeah, but um, just to touch on a little bit. Before I end the podcast a little bit, um, like, to be honest with you, I feel LeBron is gone. But if you look at his options, he's going to be like, if I can't go to Houston, where the hell am I going to go? What do you mean? Where the hell, if you're LeBron, where the hell are you going to go? I guess you go to Philly? Philly is the best fit. Philly I don't know if you'll go. Because then, then you're going to look at Ben Simmons and then you have two guys who kind of do the same thing except that Simmons can't shoot yet. No, that's okay. Philly is the best fit, best fit because at least Ben Simmons um, Ben Simmons can see the floor. And he can hit LeBron open. And you're going to see LeBron probably st- statistically have a better scoring year next year if he does join a team like Philly. Um and and also, mind you, other free agents will be attracted in Philly as well. They'll also have that $20 million come off the books in Philly with J.J. Redick. Um, I think Redick is going to re-sign because they have enough money. Yeah. Like $44 million is all that's on there. Yeah, but $44 million, out of that money, you got to pay. If LeBron does decide to come, that's $30 million for LeBron. At least. And that's low-balling. Yeah, it is. That's lowballing, you know. So, so I don't know if he's if JJ Redick is willing to sign for ten less than he signed for this year, but well, I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, we will see. I mean, I guess we'll have time because uh, I'm not expecting this series to be competitive. Maybe it'll be some close games here, but. Uh, I doubt it. Well, no, I can't say I doubt it, but I doubt I see more than a game. If there's more than a game, then there's more than one injury or a suspension. That's the only way I could see this series going longer than five. More injuries and or suspension or something very creepy or weird happens. (laughs) I don't see that happening this year, but you never know. They could push push Steph Curry into a corner, and then you're like, oh, crap. Now Steph Curry's hurt again, and blah, 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 blah. Then we're talking about, oh, uh, Steph Curry, you only got like two years left in the league. You're already 30. You probably won't last past 33 with those <laughs> leg injuries. But, but we'll see. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to hit you back up uh, with another podcast next week. Um, we'll try to see what happens after game two or right before game three we'll see if we can get another podcast up if not um we'll hit you back up pretty soon here with more consistent episodes uh you can listen to us on uh soundcloud itunes and google play this is the sports fusion podcast with harm 
and Rich once again. And yes, there will be fantasy talk in the future very damn soon. Flooding up your June, July, August, and continuing. But we're going to end this podcast till we hit y'all up later. Right now, Brian Colangelo still has a job at this present time, so we can't talk about him again. Twittering himself into oblivion. I'm out of here. Rich, talk to these people. Hashtag peace. <laughs> Let's see.